very bad for me on the editing side. I mean, what did Jennifer Lopez say on Inauguration Day? Uh, I don't know. Is this a riddle? One of her songs is Let's Get Loud. And then she was doing like a, a thing and then just was like, let's get loud. And you're like, Jennifer, no, we're not self-promoting on this day when you're supposed to be singing the national anthem or some fuckery. Oh, geez. Is that a Jennifer Lopez like B-side? How does she expect anybody to know that? It's from her second album. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That was the. This that, isn't waiting for tonight we're talking about here. This is some random schlock from 2003. You know, well past her prime. Or 2001. I think 2001 was the second album. Ooh, never forget. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Wait, I need to look this up now because I need to know the date of this. Hold on. Uh, this is Wait a minute. Me. Were you saying that Jennifer Lopez was at the inauguration? Excuse at, me? At Biden's inauguration? Yeah. And she did a Let's Get Loud during the inauguration song and dance time. I thought Lady Gaga was the inauguration She sang the, oh, the rocket's red. Look at my Schiaparelli. <laughs> You're talking. You're talking about the national anthem. Yeah, that one. <laughs> you, yeah, you know that song. I don't know the one at the baseball <laughs> games. I don't fucking know the baseball song. Yeah. Did you know that Lady Gaga's meat dress is preserved uh, as jerky now? Now it's a jerky dress. I'm sure some dudes were jerking it after they saw her. Yes, mm. that was a bad one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah the 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 second album from Jennifer Lopez was J Dot Low. Oh, geez. Do you remember? It's like an internet 1.0 terrible bit. Do you remember Love Don't Cost a Thing? Yes, I do. See, that's now that's an A A plus song. Do you remember Play? Play my favorite song? Ooh, just barely. Mm. I feel like this was the TRL era for me. Oh, yeah. Where that would have peaked at like number six. It did have I'm Real on it as well. I don't remember that at all. With Ja Rule? The way you talk, the way you move. Because I'm real. The way you smile, the way you sing, da da da. I don't know. I need the listener to know that Will's face doesn't match the Ja Rule impression at all, and it's really we scary. have the same amount of no upper lip, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he just has elf ears and mine a little bigger than that. Welcome to Greece. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you know, I rewatched the Avengers movies recently, and Thanos's ears are really small in yeah. proportion to his head. It's I, alarming. I, I think never that's noticed. Also, it. the scale of Josh Brolin, though. Really? He? You think he's a tiny ear? Josh man. Brolin ha- is like a brick face, but I think he's got little, little, uh, you know, on the sides. Oh. Because, yeah, he's a square face. If he's I've ever seen He's definitely a square yeah. face and a square jaw. Yeah, for sure. But I never thought of him as a tiny eared man. I was watching a, a theory video that was like, you know, uh, Ultron was able to see the future, and that's why he wanted to like and humanity because he knew thanos was coming and i was like this is some stupid shit by some internet motherfucker what is this this is dumb you know i saw a similar thing i've been revisiting all the marvel stuff and on a subreddit there was somebody that had zoomed in to a cup of coffee from avengers and or i'm sorry a jar of peanut butter <sighs> from avengers endgame and he was like avengers endgame takes place in 2023 but this jar of peanut butter expired in 2018 that means natasha was so depressed that she was eating a five-year-old peanut butter sandwich and the top comment was just, sometimes it's just a jar of peanut butter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that means that some PA was like, no, we're not doing that. Like the continuity editor was like, who gives a fuck? No one's zooming in. They self-consciously didn't try, you know? And what does it mean about the movie that you're watching if you're so not into it that you're paying attention to peanut butter text? This is what happens when you have a year without movies and a year without a lot of culture is now people are like, well, we have to speculate on what's to come. It's like, or you could just enjoy the thing. Yeah. 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 Just enjoy it. What's wrong with you? It's hard though, because the pop culture is so insufficient. Like it's just not very good that all you can do is nitpick it because it's not satisfying you. You know, I, because all this Disneyfied like um, franchise stuff, it doesn't have the appeal it did when it was a collective experience. No, 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 no. You know, you know what it's like to when we went to the movie theater and you see Endgame and, and like you go, everybody Woo! cheers and it's kind of fun or like jokes that on paper are kind of bad. Oh, um, they're very bad upon a solo rewatch yeah. when you're like a bottle and a half deep of wine. And you're like, this is a shitty fucking joke. Yeah. Who wrote this? You're, you're about like, to take the full force of a star. It'll kill you only if I die. Yes, that's what killing you means. Hey, like, that's a full... That was the full bit from Infinity Ooh, okay. War. Yeah, see, it's not funny, Ooh, but in the theater, you're well. like, oh, hilarious, Peter Dinklage is big, it's funny. 
but it doesn't work when you're on your own anymore. Mm-mm. So now everybody's getting in there and getting really nitpicky about these things because it's inherently unsatisfying. Well, in the peaks of my nerddom, which in the summertime of, uh, you know, the summer of solitude where I was like, am I going to buy a Switch? I was watching like, you know, theory videos about Zelda because it was already two years or three years later. And they're like, maybe it means this. And I'm like, are you all actually British? Or are you putting on these accents for these videos? Because I think it's the latter. I think sometimes YouTubers do what I believe is supposed to be an international accent. So it's somewhere between like British, Australian, and American. There's one who's an Australian who plays it. And I'm like, oh, why do you sound like this? Are you English? And then it's like, no, I'm Australian. And I'm like, yeah, you're a terrible person. Also, okay. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I learned this from watching crypto videos on YouTube. There's an insane amount of South African YouTubers. So you'll get that bizarre accent that sounds sort of like somebody from New Zealand. Like you can't quite they put sound, your finger on Yeah, they on sound it. a little Kiwi. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like a little bit Germanic or something. A South African accent is really hard to pin down, but there's a lot of YouTubers that do that too. Ugh. But yeah, I believe, I, I'm serious. I think that people put on accents on YouTube to be more broadly appealing because a lot of the international English speakers are sort of Britishy. Yeah, you know? they also do the like, I'm serious. And it's it's like movie announcer voice. And I'm like, you don't actually talk. Like, there's no way you talk like this in real life. Like, you oh, know, no, no, no. like it, this also, uh, I was going to say this sometimes happens on pos- podcasts, but no one can keep it up for like, two straight hours unless you're improving right. and even then you break and you're like another character comes in because you're like i can't do this for two hours yeah 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 because they're like we can do 15 minutes at a time 30 minutes you know like however long like a, a series of takes could be right or like however long like a herald would be but like two hours of a podcast oh fuck off no we're not doing that i don't know some of the more experienced improvers do hours and hours or do the character for the entire episode but that's really tough I don't know how they stay in that headspace. Or it's just an affectation. It's just changing the voice, but they're still responding how they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's not the full manifestation of this time on this episode. And you're like, shot. How long is this? 34 minutes? Edit it down. I don't care about NordVPN. Suck a dick. What are you doing? (laughs) Native advertising my ass. Move this along. Um, (sighs) Hey, can you take your phone off the table? I think it's making a clicking sound. No, something else is jiggling, and I don't know what it is. I can't tell what it is. You can hear it too. Yeah, I, I can like hear it, it. Was in the headphones. No, I can hear it here. I mean, m- my jingle jangle is happening over here with my glass, but there is something else jingle jangling, and I can't, sp- I can't spot it. Oh well, it's just going to be there. I think it's gone now, but I'm not sure. We'll see. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we're definitely not recording this IRL. Yeah, we're definitely not. This is definitely over Zoom. I'm in Connecticut right now. There's an incredible amount of latency. I'm in Hawaii. We're on 4G internet, not 5. Uh, oh, we're on 5G. That's how I got COVID. That's how I turned gay. <laughs> the 5G, it's turning all the frogs gay. I mean, I just, you know, I, I manifested 5G. I don't know. That's that's what happened. You know, the rift in the void, you know, and the electron... I don't, can't speak that way i don't know i can't speak in the way that like conspiracy theory like even to do comedy about it i'm like i can't even make those connections i'm like that's absurd in a way that i'm like that's not absurd funny that's just how'd you get there and i can't even like begin to riff on it no i know it's 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 a really hard state of mind to be in i mean when rush limbaugh died i was thinking about this a lot because he was a despicable man we may have talked about this a little bit yeah but like Anybody that can get up in front of a microphone and just riff for like an hour, let alone like four or five hours. For no on craziness? Yeah. And keep the, the train of thought cogent enough that it's listenable and you know the the logic doesn't fall apart or decay and you can well, actually there was follow. no logic to begin with is the main thing well no I, th- I think what you're describing that's hard to riff on is there's a lot of logic to it like it's it's internally consistent it makes sense if you follow uh all the conspiracy talk but it's really hard to imagine yourself in that space yeah you know if you have any contact with real reality how do you I'm basically not, I'm make not putting up the red lines. yeah, the, yeah. The, the red yarn is not coming out to like do a bit rush limbaugh spun his own equivalent of the marvel cinematic universe every day and came up with a new storyline constantly just based on what the republican oh, yeah. party in congress he was, was doing. doing like you know what are they called uh, version three or phase he was on phase 17 
Yes. Yes. Every day. And you're like, phase 17 A, B, C, phase 17 writ large. And you're like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I just realized this the other day. So Marvel had put out something like 23 or 24 movies over the span of 10 years, Mm -hmm. right? They're putting out the same amount of products in the next two years. Well, I mean, I don't know. But TV doesn't count, does it? I think TV counts when it comes to Disney Plus because they're spending the same amount of money on these new series as they do on movies, and they have like the same production values. Did they pro- did they go into production before or after uh, Panda? Panda, Pandy, Panda, Pandemonium. Oh, I got you. Um, I think most of these series are going to go in pr- went into production during or after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I because I know that well. Jurassic Park was the first movie during Pandy. Filmed during, yeah. Well, yeah. no, because they got interrupted, so they, they were the first ones back. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, and they were like, we're going to do it. And like, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was like, but how? She's like, we're not I'm, we're not killing people to do this for a stupid dinosaur movie. What are we doing? So like, that was like the model that everyone else then followed. Yeah, and, and I believe they were like they were rapid testing people when you showed up to work, and then you had to wait in your car for the results, or go to your trailer and yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you were cleared, then you could come on set, and mm-hmm. all the crew, other than the actors, were still wearing masks and stuff. Oh yeah, I which mean, I, as far as I know, is what they're still doing on all of these shows, which well, is crazy. On the Disney things, there's someone who comes with a clamshell box, retrieves the mask from a the actor, puts it in the clamshell box. Runs off, oh and then God. once once they're done shooting, they come up with their clamshell box. Here you go, put it back on. Oh wow! So they're only maskless when they're on camera. There's almost no time when they're not. Oh, yes. that's crazy. But wow. this is why LA is like, oh, are you in production? You're next in line. Fuck anybody else, mm-hmm. because they're like, we need to make the money from the things that make us the money. Yeah. So it all tracks, you know. In New York, no one cares. The Haddad trucks are just like rolling through Brooklyn every day. Are they still shooting movies on location? Is that what you're talking TV? about? TV? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? Um, there's like an Empire Records like spinoff movie or a spinoff show or something. Oh, geez. That John Cusack movie? No, no not Empire. Like Empire, like Empire, not Empire Records. Oh, oh, okay. Like it's yeah. called like Ghost something or something. I don't know. But they were shooting on 23rd the other day. I was like, all right. Like. Street closed. Well, hey, as long as you can get outside, I mean, it's probably fine. I don't know. I just brought up the Marvel thing because it's pretty insane to me that they're pumping out that level of product. And I and I feel like even even pandemic withstanding, that's too many things. Who cares anymore? You know, I mean, TV is designed to fill the void. Plus, also, like how much stuff was already, you know, in the can before they were like, we got to make the money at the theater. Yeah. Which, you know, I. I don't know. I'm not going to watch a Tom Holland movie in a theater. Why? The Why war, him the war specifically? Movie, that war movie? Because that's the first one that I know of being out in theaters right now. Oh, yeah. Ch- Cherry is what we're talking sure. about. But you know what's really upsetting about that is that novel is not a war novel. Only the second act of it is. It's really... That, that story is about a guy who uh, grew up in Cleveland, uh, went to... Iraq okay, be- Russo, bro. Uh, Jesus, yeah. fuck. Okay. Went to Iraq because he had no other prospects and then got addicted to drugs and started robbing banks. And yet the trailers for Cherry the movie make it seem like a war movie. Yeah. The book is not a war movie. The book is like a sad tale of drug addiction and desperation. Did you read the book? Yes, I did. Why? Um, I don't <laughs> know. It was recommended to me by a friend and it was, it was a pretty fun read. It's like very Bukowski-esque where Ugh. it's got like a very dry affect but is like pretty funny at the same time that it's, it's a depressing. little like chuck palinuk or something yeah like yeah that. yeah the, uh, the author w- was the main character of the book of course and he wrote it from prison so it's like got a lot of mystique to it <sighs> the guy's name is nico walker it was not a bad book it was a good book and the movie doesn't look like it's doing it any service or at least they decided to do something really different with the story than what it appeared like in the source that's you know? like all book movies though yeah i know but they're like how do we make it spicy it's one thing to change to change like certain story points or whatever it's another thing to change the whole genre or they're just playing it up for the trailer it's it it could be one of those things where it's like trailer says this and you're like oh i'm in for a not treat right now my favorite one my favorite movie the trailer for it 
you would never know what this fucking movie's about. And you're like, what the hell? Break for business papers. Um, I'm sorry. Say everything you just said again. <laughs> the, like, you know, my favorite movie is The Sweetest Thing, right? Yes. The trailer for it, you would never know. And half of those scenes are not in the movie because they reshot it so many times. Oh, wow. Why did they have to do so many reshoots on The Sweetest Thing? What were the production woes? I think it just tested very poorly. Oh, I see. Because it was like a bad rom-com, and then they were like, how do we make this funny? Mm -hmm. Like, it was too rom and not enough calm, and the rom was also milk toast. Yeah. So they were like, how do we make this just absurd now? Okay. And I've watched it with the director's commentary on (laughs) So (laughs) The only person on earth that's ever seen The Sweetest Thing director's cut. (laughs) hello hi yes there's a small contingent of us in the world there's only about 15 of us maybe i know three of them you know what i really miss and i think about it often is uh back when back in 2010 11 years ago when we first started grad school and we were watching mad men on dvd Mm -hmm. on a crt television not even a flat screen Mm -hmm. and we used to watch the director's commentary all the time I mean, I really miss DVD culture for that exact reason. Nobody does the director's commentary anymore because there's nowhere to put it. How would That's you, true. you? How do, would you put it out into the world? You, you have know? to buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I don't even think they put that kind of stuff on Blu-ray extras I anymore. I think they do. I don't think they put in that kind of effort, man. Really? I really don't because everybody streams everything. Like Blu-ray sales are not lucrative enough to warrant the production budget for a full to like, pay people for days yeah, to sit no, and talk. No way. I guess. I'm just I don't I don't know that for sure because I've never owned a Blu-ray player, nor will I. But I would wager that the bonus features on Blu-ray are less than DVDs. The only movie I ever saw in Blu-ray was parts of Hot Tub Time Machine, and I was like, "This looks like a soap opera. I have to leave." Oh yeah, it's we. I mean, we're sitting in a room right now, or uh, actually virtually. You can see uh, a- on my <laughs> Zoom screen. You can see um, a giant TV behind me. Everything looks cheap on it. Yes. New TVs are like that now. If you stream anything in 4K, you're like, oh, Ooh, boy. No. Breaking yeah. Bad looks like shit. Why does it look like Brian Cranston is wearing a bald cap? Oh, because he is. <laughs> what? His head is like a it's little too bad? big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That, I mean, from what I can tell, that television is far too large for the room. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, the scale might be a little bit off on Zoom, but... It's ooh baby, that's it's, a big ass. TV. It's really, really large for the room that I'm in right now. But yeah, I'm really curious to watch Mad Men on it actually, because I think Mad Men might look good. I don't think that the soap opera too high def aesthetic would affect it too much. It was also blown out the way it was shot. Okay, the way that the light was shot in Mad Men was also very white balanced in a way that it does serve Blu-ray very well. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like there are atmospheric like night things, but like office stuff is all very bright. Right, so it has it has the Star Trek next generation lighting where it's like that bright, flat, cold blue light. They might like move a little too fluidly in the space. Right. But like that's just a an oopsie of the of the thing. But yeah, I think the, like the light will be fine. Yeah. The first movie I ever saw on Blu ray was uh Lord of the Rings. Ooh. And it Ooh. looked Ooh. so bad. Ooh. 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 Boy. I mean, you don't want to watch an effects-heavy thing. Mm-mm. That's what we're getting at here, basically. I think Mad Men would work because it was all practical, right? There's very little CGI in Mad Men. No CGI in Mad Men. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some in... For what? Uh, I guarantee you that the views out the windows were green-screened and then CGI. A lot of those were matte-painted. Really? They matte-painted that shit? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't remember that from the director's commentary. Yeah. Yeah. They would just roll drops down. Hmm. Hell yeah, dude. They were doing it old school. Oh, well, that's great. Dan Bishop was doing putting in the work. Yeah, I don't know. But you don't think there's any CGI in Mad Men at all? I think there's got to be some. I'm trying to think of like, you know, there's there's car accident scenes in that. Or like the war flashbacks with Don. That's Practi- not all practical. practical. They didn't do practical explosions. Explosions? Yeah, they did. For TV yeah. in 2008? No, Prestige television? Hell yeah, dude. Maybe they did. Maybe. That, they were like, this is a moneymaker. Blow it up. What, mm. It was also like a small, like, that was all lot stuff. That was not on location. It was all just lot stuff, so they had control over it. Like, if you think about the, v, like the not Vietnam, the Korea scene, it's just in a, a soundstage a little bit bigger than uh, where you are now. Yeah, right. Um, or like double. 
so they could just have you know rolling plants throw some dirt and boom oopsies that's true that scene does feel really contained in an odd way i never thought about that being on a sound stage but they just have to light the you know the white drop right 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 make it look like the sky yeah yeah it's out of focus anyway fucking easy yeah who cares you got to think about the it's not like a marvel thing where it's like the ground is kind of real Right, only kind of. Only kind of. <laughs> My favorite thing is the uh, the Doctor Strange treadmills. What? Where nothing is real except they're just on treadmills. To make them look like they're like walking backwards and in... up and down walls yes, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, just yeah. on, they're just running. Yeah. I'm like, did they give them like, were they juiced for that? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I do want to talk about the reality of the Frick. Oh, sure. We can talk about that. Yeah. Ooh, baby. It is so good. So you visited the Frick at the at the Whitney, Old Whitney. I always want to call it the Whitney, but I guess it's just called the Breuer Building It's now? just the Breuer Building that yeah. every museum now cycles through. Yeah, right. Like, it's the town bicycle Breuer. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a ride. And I'm like, who's going to take it over? Yeah, Somebody's the Upper East Side it. Slam Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I one day aspire to be that. The Tube um, Hog of Manhattan. Ew. um yeah i dear listener get the get the not to a nunnery but get yourself i mean i like you know the you know the feeling when you go into a place and you're like you know granted like you're just like we're renting the hall this time what's it going to be and you're like oh hello and like you get that like warm and fuzzy feeling yeah this is what it's like to look at stuff Without this shitty furniture and this weird, like, daylight, because, you know, like, mixed lighting is all fucked up in the actual, like, building of the Frick, you're like, Neh. Like, maybe this is what people from Philly are like, oh, this is what's, like, going to the barns now, where you, like, can actually see stuff and it's not jammed in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's closer to that. But, like, to have things at your level, magical, and for to have very apathetic guards who let you get so close to, like, a Whistler and so close to a... A Vermeer, you're just like, y'all gonna let me stand this close? And they're like, yeah, no one does it. I'm like, thank you. Um, even though a small child was like, I was, you know, pondering uh, a thing. And it's like, this, a lot of Europeans, by the way, I was like, how did you get here? Um, the small child was being interrogated by her Italian nanny and like, oh, what do you see of the map? I don't know. I can't really see it because of the gory. I'm like, <laughs> I wanted to turn around and be like, you're sitting down. Fuck you, child. <laughs> I'm like you can look at the map when I'm done. Um like like child, you don't get to, you don't even know what this is. Shut the fuck. She's like, "It's like a map. It's like it's like it's like the United States, right?" And the lady's like, "No, it's it's they're Dutch and they were shipmakers and they they made a lot of maps." Are you talking about a map that was in the background of a painting? Yes. Oh Jesus. In, in the background of Vermeer. Um and she was like, "Dutch? Like what is what is a Dutch? Like what like the child didn't know hey small child you've never heard of ptolemy why don't you just fuck off what do you know about maps yeah also like adult why are you trying to be like you know the dutch people and it's like no the child doesn't know anything about fuck why are you gonna ask her like oh yeah the shipbuilders like no look around the room do you see any ship paintings we're not there (laughs) what are you doing take him to the turner room yeah that's upstairs go (laughs) english painting bitch um yeah so it, it it's just love it is truly lovely and i you know it's very rare to leave a museum in that kind of like again it's a quickie like sure. th- like the frick is always a quickie right yeah Un- unless you want to like sit in the like courtyard for some fucking reason like oh my god second day we're going to the the frick it's so cute i think we talked about this on a patreon episode where like the frick was really fascinating for the first couple of years of living in new york where you'd go there and you always wanted to make that stop like oh i'm going to the med i might as well hit the frick too but then after a while you're like okay it's really only 25 paintings yes. and you can really only see them in the same room so many times it's 22 dollars to get in condition. and you're paying a dollar per painting you're seeing right which i wasn't mad at at the time you know at, looking back i'm like i should have whipped out an id and been like can i are you gonna look that hard right um but like you know for you know, twenty two for twenty two. I was not mad. 
you know, this is a very nitpicky thing, but I noticed this in the photos that I saw that they installed the paintings in the Whitney still with the wires to the ceiling for some reason. Was that true? No. No, they actually just hung them on they're the wall hung. like yeah. normal. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, they're just up. I don't know. Maybe maybe w- the bigger ones have double suspension. Yeah, yeah, okay. But like in in there, you get to see the full scale of those Fragonards and the ah, Boucher's. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. just like, sure. Ooh, big. Like because otherwise they're in a room inset and like whatever. It's hard to tell. Yeah, there's no sense of scale. They almost feel like wallpaper yes. when they're in the normal frick. They seem attached the, to the when wall. When you rip those fuckers out and throw them on a wall, you're like, this is massive. And I was like, ooh, big painting's kind of sexy, you know? Yeah, sure. Ooh, baby. Um, they're still very nothing. They're very, like, fluffy. Sure. But, like, you get to, like, the space actually works in this magical way, you're like, ooh, those trees are moving. Uh, am I hallucinating? Oh, no, I just had no food today. Cool. Like, it all does this magic. Oh, you pulled the old David Reed. I sure did. I had a handful of Cheez-Its and went on my way. <laughs> I was like, Did you make a stop after at uh, that fancy grocery store? No, Butterfield is like 12 blocks up. I'm not going there. Oh, okay. All right. No, I went, I went. Did you go to the. Did you sneak a hot dog from the cart right outside next to the African mask? Not there. Oh, really? It's the frick. They would never. Oh, they don't let. They, they have to shoo away the riffraff. Uh-huh. They don't allow They're like hot dog n- sales. In no dogs. Uh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They're selling like creme brulee. I don't know. Instead. I didn't go downstairs. Uh, <laughs> I know that the restaurant was operational, but I was like, "What?" No, I went to I went to Bloomies instead. Oh, nice! I had a gift to buy and some treats for myself to mm-hmm. <laughs> procure. Wow! Bloomies has food. No. Oh. So you so you just didn't eat, but you decided to satisfy your consumer desires. Hell yeah, dog! Yeah. I had candles to buy and samples to procure. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Like those, those scent people, the f- the fragrance people in a department store. Oh, what did you get? Some sharks. obsession for men. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, Axe <laughs> body spray, perhaps. I can't. I, I mean, I did. I, I had a feeling people were judging me because I I was like fully like gorpcore. Yeah, yeah. Chinos, waterproof Was boots. it a rainy day? It was rainy. Okay. I was in my shit. Like, I was fully in it. And, like, you know, a certain aspect, of, a certain set of people were like, no. But then I I found eyes with, you know, the one high-strung gay on the floor. And I was like, he's like, what do you need? I'm like, I need to know where the burrito is. And he's like, okay. So, and he, like, walked <laughs> me to, he, like, walked me around the hall. He's like, okay, so I know what you're doing. So He okay. was like, based on your weight, you're talking about the burrito. <sighs> There are no burritos. <laughs> There's only udon at uh, Bloomies. Um, but I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you, gay. Yes. Twink, go away. I, I shall find myself. And then once I finally got there, then it was just dive bomb. They're like, you're going to buy. I'm like, I know, but I am only buying from one place. Um, But then they were mad that I was paying. They're like, we can't talk you into buying more. I'm like, no, I'm on an errand. Right. The fuck? This is an efficiency trip. Yeah, not a and, leisure trip. And like as a salesperson, I'm like, I know, I know you want me to we're not. It's not like you don't ever feel guilty in those situations as a salesperson where you know like I was spending, old Gil really needs this one. I was spending over $100. Oh, okay. Then fuck up. I was dropping coin. Yeah, okay. Granted, that's not much coin at a Blue No, Maze, it's not that. But true. during a pandemic, it's some coin. Right. Like me going in and going, yeah, that one, that one, just wrap it up. Um versus someone who walked up before me and like did a song and dance and bought nothing. Right. You were like the sheriff of Nottingham. You were like throwing them a bag full of coins and you were like, peasants, here you go. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to try and have you talk me into spending $170. Instead, I will just spend 120 on my own terms. Yes. Yeah. Right. Almost. (laughs) Like (laughs) I will do this. This is what we're doing. And this is the exchange that we're having. But more, I'm like, no, no, no more. Like, do you want the wick trimmer? I'm like, what? I'm circumcised. No, keep it moving, son. <laughs> Jesus. No, we're not doing that. God. It was very it was very odd. I forget that that's the the culture of, you know, that. And I was like, well, and everybody's y'all. particularly sweaty right now. Oh, they, they really were so need sweaty. Yeah. I was like, doesn't like, feel good. Dude was nervous wrapping my little gift. I was like, why? It's not that hard. Just 
you also don't have to try that hard. My expectations are very low. Mm-hmm. You could wrap that in tissue and throw it in the bag, and I'd be like, sick. Yeah, great. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, like, am I going to, like, again, as Gorp Core person, it's like, like I don't know, that could be someone who, like, has, I don't know, the Upper East Side is a strange place. Like, that could be someone who's very picky. Right, right. Or right. it could be me. Yeah, a, a fancy boy who's trying not to slum it. A fancy boy who slums it, but also knows, like, I got some stimmy. I'll spend a little. Yeah. I'll spend some coins. Here, have a ducat. Like, whatever. Let's keep it rolling, though. You don't have to try so hard. Yeah, you were reinvigorating the economy. Yeah, that poor man in the tight suit and the Ferragamo belt. I was like, you really don't need this, but all right. Ooh, Ferragamo. That's a shoe company, right? Leather goods. Fine leather goods. goods. Okay, okay, okay. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Pointy as fuck. Yes, very pointy. I remember Ferragamo being really trendy in the late aughts. For who? Uh for for women, but for al- also for men. Just being a very a very hot company. It's not trendy. It's just an always. Like it's a status marker for finance bros. Oh, okay, I see. Like if you have a Ferragamo belt, you're like you've made it in your like sweaty salesman job. Mm-hmm. But I look at it and I'm like, why are you wearing that? Like you just bought the thing with the logo on it. It's like people who wear the Gucci logo belts. I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, you have no taste. It's the Lacoste yes, shirt. It's the Lacoste of like f- luxury. And there's a lot of that. And, I, you know, I think we're due for a resurgence of that kind of thing with, with Stimmy time. People are going to be like, I got the thing. It's like, yeah, but you're telling me you have no taste. Well, yeah, but people will have to dress for an audience again. Yeah, but they're going to be like, I spent my stimmy on something that will boost me. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. Not everybody got the stimmy this time. You know what I mean? Like the type of people that are in the market for logo buying, they didn't get the stimmy this time around. Really? Yeah, really. I know a couple of people that didn't get it. Oh, I mean, like, I think. Because they lowered the threshold enough that not everybody got it. I think, like, if you got stimmy, it's kind of like a little bit of shame. Like, oh, you got stimmy. Poor. Yeah, it does. It does. It's it's starting these dividing lines, yes. Also, I don't care. I'll take free money any goddamn time. Oh, of course. I know. You know, I was thinking about the stimmy, and I was like, oh, this is the last stimmy. I want this to become a regular staple of life where once or twice a year. You don't think we'll get, like, quarterly stimmy forever? I don't think so. I think this is the last one you're ever going to see unfortunately <sighs> i like i like i like the stimmy it's a fun little like pop i wish it didn't come after i did my taxes though i'm like now i just have a lot of money yeah well but that's okay i don't think the stimmy gets taxed man yeah but i just gave it back to like sally may i was like here stop calling me well that's also partly what it's for you know to stop the call <laughs> yeah stop the calls who knows i mean i don't, I don't know maybe the stimmies will come again but i i, re- I really doubt it yeah. But I, I think our I think our economics are in a dire enough place where they might be forced to do this from time to time occasionally, pandemic or no pandemic. I think the rate of re reattrition, is that a word? Hmm. What's attrition? Attrition is like um showing up. No, it's like war- wearing down. Oh. I don't know what I'm talking about then. Maybe the rate of re-entry for workers is going to be so slow based on what people have been expected to do, you know, the more with the less. Like, it's going to be like, no, you just, you, you've been doing fine. Just keep on going. We're, we're not expecting anyone to like, no one has any expectations to try to achieve a 2020 goal. They're just like, try to get back to 2019. Like yeah, that's everyone's yeah, kind yeah. of goal is like, can you do, can we try to do that? Like just do the reset. And it's like, maybe, but that was also a lot. Right. I, I think the problem comes in that like the employment numbers are not real. So like underemployed yeah. people count as having jobs uh-huh. and that number will rise and make justification for not doing STEMI anymore. Yeah, but even though people miserable. still aren't making any money, really, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm very suspicious. I also don't think that like, um, I don't, th- I don't think the Democrats have any gas left. You know, Joe Biden kind of, kind of used up all of his, all Wait. of his clout on negotiating himself down to fourteen hundred dollar checks and 
But I thought you know. I was getting, you know, some some at least $10,000 of student loan relief. Is that not happening anymore either? Uh, probably not, no. Uh, fuck. No, we probably got gridlock for another couple of years. Uh, and then, you know, then Donald Trump's going to run again and everything will be fun once, w- once more. These little, like... From the office of the forty fifth, these are hilarious. By the way, they are very funny. That that it's so stupid. (laughs) When when I first saw that, let's call a spade a spade. It's a tweet. It's a tweet on paper. Yeah, and he has no other way of doing it. It's a tweet via carrier pigeon. Like it's an actual tweet. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's an actual tweet. When I first saw it, I thought it was a fake meme. So did I. I was like, this can't be real. But the wording, because the wording of it was so perfectly Trump and so perfectly Twitter tweet. Um, But yeah, just so everybody knows, I hope you're thankful for this shot in quotation marks. (laughs) Just there's so many funny things about it. I love it. I, oh boy. It's, it's rough that that's the world. I don't know. Like, it's rough that that's reality, that it's not comedy, uni- like, again, like, it's not a comedic universe that we're in, but I guess we are in a comedic universe where everything is fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, we're in, like... You got to enjoy those small moments. You can't let them get to you. It's very, very funny that Donald Trump is, like, vying for attention uh, via certified letter. <laughs> via telegram. Yeah. It's a it's a Western Union telegram. It's a fax. Yes. That's actually the worst thing. It's a fax. Yes. Oh my god. I I wish I wish that we saw it like a little bit degraded, where the letters are like a little bit smudged from. Yeah. Where's the cover sheet? Yeah. yeah like what's going on? Like from a UPS store uh, at Mar-a-Lago. It probably comes from a fax at Mar-a-Lago because their tech is probably so yeah. bad. I. Mm. Oh, that type of paper that has the little circles on the side with the perforated edge. No, it's all heat paper, so it just curls oh, after yeah, 20 yeah, minutes, yeah, and then yeah. it fades. Mm-hmm. It's a real dis- disappearing letter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to pee on it to see it. Ew. <laughs> what? You don't remember that? The, uh, there's a... I don't know if it's real or apocryphal, but there's like Cold War era spy technology where it was invisible ink, and if you peed on it, you could read it. I also might be conflating Cold War era technology with an episode of Friends where... Uh, Rachel the gets jellyfish? stung by a jellyfish. Yeah, I, was like, has to be I think it. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I, I think I'm mixing my signals here. Jesus, how many months in Ohio, and you're like, mm. yeah, everything's a friends reference. Yeah, I'm, yeah, Ooh. I'm sorry. Ooh, mm-hmm. how the mighty have fallen. Jesus Christ. Oh, friends yeah. references. Oh, mm. <laughs> well, we were talking. We were talking earlier about um, via Zoom about. Um, <laughs> How old people like to watch pixelated TV on massive screens? Yeah, so I've seen I've seen some friends in 240p. Oh, <laughs> how does that on be? channel eight point one or whatever? Oh yeah, it's eight dash <laughs> four or something, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, the old people really are. T- I I'm also you know looking around your room in the window and there's there's a clock in the room yes and i've had this ongoing debate for the past the past uh 24 hours uh you know again over the phone with my mom she's like i need a i need a clock for the living room i'm like for what it's a living room what kind of time do you need to tell you have a phone she's like it's for decoration i'm like what why do you need a clock as deck what why do you need to know the time when you're in your relaxing space Right, right, right. No, you know, this comes... Your kitchen has two clocks in it. Three. Microwave, stove, and like... I think old people are not satisfied by the digital clock. That doesn't feel like a real clock. It needs to make the sound of ticking. Oh. So that they know they're getting moments closer to death (laughs) every second. I fully thought a rat was like crawling through like the kitchen. I was like, what is the scratching sound? And I turned around, I was like, why do you have a clock? And they're like, well... Oh, yeah. As you can see in the room behind me, the clock is hung right above the TV. So in really... The new TVs tell you what time it is when you change the channel. <laughs> that's, not even the, that's not even the worst part. During, during really tense moments of TV show where there's like really suspenseful silence, all you hear oh, is... Oh, you got the click, 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 tick, tick, click, yep. click, click. And it's very destructive to the immersion of a tv show but it also gives you the existential dread of knowing that you're just watching Wasting your own time. life pass yeah, by I, yeah. <laughs> it makes 
no sense. Like, and I think about it because I'm like, I don't live with a clock that isn't like a digital projection. Yeah. Period. Because I'm actually I don't need surprised it. on one level that you're not down with the decorative clock. That does seem like something in a domestic space that you might like. If it was like the atomic, that atomic style clock from the 50s, I would get it just to have it, but I would absolutely rip the battery off and just set the, the time to like 420 or something stupid. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 42069. Nice. I don't know. Something dumb. Or like, yeah, uh, something very dumb. Yeah. Because like the ticking is fucking maddening. Yeah, it is maddening. Can you believe that people used to live that way? That I that can't. was the only way to tell time and that the ticking was just and you know, my grandparents have a clock that actually uh dings like a church bell every hour. It goes dong 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 dong. I love the Kit Kat clock. The the cat one? Love it. Yeah. As kitsch. I think that's perfect. Sure, it's very Japanese. I know it didn't start out that way, but it seems like a thing. Japanese that is a little waving cat. You would find. Oh, right. Maybe I'm or confusing Chinese. the two yeah. things. Like that, also fine, but that is silent. It just is waving at you quietly, mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. like, you're going to kill me one day. That's going to come to life and kill me. Yeah. The Kit Kat clock is just like, I'm suspicious, and you're like, okay, that's fine. Also, not a thing I would put batteries in. Right. Oh, so you would just have it there as a decorative object. Yeah, I see. Yeah, because like it is just a collectible. Why would you want it to be functional? Well, I don't know. I think it would be. I, I you actually end up using the clock sometimes, the noisy clock. When? Eh, it's there, you know, so you don't have to pull out your phone or whatever. Sometimes you don't want to read a number. It's still reading a number. Oh, that's true. But well, you you're wanna... reading a sign. You're not reading. Yeah, a... yeah. You want to read a sign. You don't want to look at a number and read it left to right. You know. It's nice to get it all at once. It's... Apparently, this is a bit on like Jimmy Kimmel or something, but they, they go to like young Zoomers on the street and they show them regular clocks, not digital clocks, and young people can't read them. Young people can't tell time with the hands. I mean, it took me a long time to like figure out how to tie my shoes. It did? Yeah, I was not good at, I was not good at tying bows. Why do you think that is? It seems like you need to be an expert in that in your line of work now. Yeah, uh, it's a little, uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, but like we had to like make like wreaths out of like scrap fabric where you just tie bows. Oh, I used to love to do that. Because that's how they like, that's how you would practice tying bows, tying knots. I couldn't do it. Very bad until like I was shown how to do it like so many times. And then I just finally was like, okay, got it. And hammered out like perfect, like, you know, type A. If I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it. Like someone should have been like, oh, this child's going to have some issues. But like, because it was, they were all fucked up. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. Because I would just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember um, getting my first F of my life my first grade f in fifth grade because my dog died and i was so sad that i had a project um that involved making a wreath doing the little bows that you described like out of tissue paper yeah and i just declined to do it out of reverence for duchess (laughs) r.i.p and i got an f I think tissue paper is the bane of all actual like creative children's existence because did you ever have to do the thing of dipping like wrapping it around a pencil like a little square dipping it in glue and then like doing pixel art via tissue poofs? Oh no I, I mean I can picture what you're describing but I don't think I ever had to do it. Couldn't do it. Didn't have the patience hated it. Got like a, a C or something on it in like fourth grade and was like the fuck? To the like three thousand pound art teacher, I was like, "Why?" She's like, "It's bad." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, yeah, because this fucking sucks." Like to this tell is a stupid. to tell a to tell a fourth or fifth grader that their tissue paper project is bad. I mean, I can't even imagine. But also, I was like, like, I was also like, "Is it supposed to be good?" This is dumb. Like, this is just a time killer. She's like, "Yeah, but like, you have to do it good." I'm like, "This is just teaching us how to like work on an assembly line, mm-hmm. bitch." No, we're not doing this. Give me the oil pastels again. Thank you. Yeah, they were tra- they were training you for the future when China buys America. Yeah, so I could like make rugs. Yeah. I'm like, no, we're not. Because <laughs> I think that was like the kind of thing of like doing like a latch hook, but like sure. you can't give children 
sharp objects. No, oh, back in the day you used to be able to, well, but that was a little before it was our the time. 90s, yeah. yeah. 90s they're like, well, but I was like, this is dumb. This looks like shit too. It's always going to look like shit. Mm-hmm. Child, yes, that's true, but you have to do it right. I'm like, <sighs> oi. What? We're running out of gas here. <laughs> <laughs> what's the time? What's the time? 40, 46. We don't, oh, wait. Did you make a hot, a hot takes list uh, for last week that we didn't get to? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, fuck. I didn't have time. I declined to participate. You didn't do it? I thought you did one. And then we were like, no, we have two. <laughs> I mean... You I don't double check so. that. I feel like I feel like there was some. I think there's com- competitive list making going on. I didn't. I didn't do one because I. I forgot that that was an aspect. We love dead air, folks. It's really <laughs> lovely, <laughs> <laughs> folks. We love it. Uh, no, I feel like all the lists that I have, we actually did do. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I'm wrong. Unfortunately, fuck my drag. All right. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, let me see if there's any screenshots. I feel like I might have taken a screenshot of something very stupid recently. Uda momento, por favore. We're just doing it late in the show, you know? Sure. Um, I mean, this is <laughs> this is the only reduc- reductress thing that I thought was funny based on our last Zoom conversation. Report. Guy that asked you for feet pics. Actually, your best option right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. That Whatever hit- came of that? Anything? No, absolutely not. No, 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 Abs- no, a block. No, thank you. Yeah. Um. I. This is also a very funny. This is the only funny meme that I thought was interesting. Thanos snaps his feet, snaps his fingers. People sucking dick. That's a guy with dust oh, falling out of his Will, mouth. I don't like that. I don't like that one. I bit. think it's hilarious. Oh. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, that's fun. Like a mouthful of sand. Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, it is pretty funny, but the image was really disturbing it was because it looks a lot like cum, let's be honest. <laughs> it looks like a milk chug moment. It does, which is similar enough which, to be upsetting. Which, to transition, do you think that like stupid things like that are going away? Because I know that people are drinking like the thick water now. What is thick water? So like people who can't swallow, there's like the thickening powder that you can use to like make like liquids thick wait people have problems drinking typically viscous things yes so they need to make it like old people oh okay you have to like have it like have some oh really it seems like you'd want the opposite to happen no that it's too hard they like choke on it oh you're you're... you have to swallow it oh okay okay like you know not chew it but like gulp it back like a jello shot okay so then now that i'm informed about that what were you trying to say like now it's a tiktok thing for people to like chug thick water but it's like making the price of it expensive for old people that sucks and and if it hasn't already happened i would be shocked but it's only a matter of time till somebody chokes to death it seems like thickening things that you're trying to swallow easily is a really bad idea well i think it's probably just like tapioca starch yeah like because i know like dave chang uses it to thicken sauces yeah but still you don't want to like swallow gravy if you can avoid it. You're the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just like pour it into my gullet. Like that's also pretty thick if you're doing it right. Okay. You like if you eat a lot of pineapple. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little different. Um also it doesn't make it thicker, it just makes it <laughs> less disgusting, less salty. Um which oof. Ugh. <laughs> Humans you, are disgusting. You just had a faraway look in your eye like a Vietnam vet. Like, it was not good. Yeah, sometimes you get something and you're like, <laughs> this cannot stay in my mouth. This has to go down the hatch, I guess. Poison. Oh, it's poison. Um, hey, you can either you can either swallow it like a champ or take it on the face. I mean, those are your two options in that situation, basically. <sighs> what else are you going to do? <sighs> As most people know, gentlemen have no or non-gentlemen have no aim. Look at every men, every men's public toilet in the world. You know, mm-hmm. they're like you know, behind your ear, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing? What? I gotta clean that. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Jesus! There's a canvas here, and you're just like, ah, mess. Well, just like you throw sh- salt over your shoulder for good luck. It's bad luck. It has to be bad. <laughs> it has to be bad luck. You're like, ah, oh, the children. Bye. 
Um, I oh well well oh humanity is disgusting. Yeah, I mean, or just the people you associate with. It depends. Well, that's for the after show. I'll I'll tell you a story <laughs> about that one. Uh, I don't know. What else you got? Did you see Tales from Storage or whatever at the CMA that I'm not going to see tomorrow? Uh, no, I went to the CMA actually and didn't see that special exhibition. I was like, why am I paying? I'm not paying for that. Well, that's kind of how I felt too, where I was like, okay, we're just doing a COVID show where we can't do anything traveling or whatever, but we'll make people pay for stuff, stuff that's that already, we already own. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I did go to the CMA uh, a few weeks ago and it was really delightful actually. I might have mentioned it on the podcast. But is it the same shit that... Um, They changed it around enough where I was like, oh, this is good. I don't need to come back for a year. Oh. You know? I mean, Um, I haven't for like three, so I'm like, whatever. Oh, no. You'll you'll enjoy yourself then. I mean, there's a Rachel Harrison sculpture there that I was like, oh, I've touched that before. That's weird. Is it the one that got shot? No, it's not that one. Um, Was it the one that was the other one that was in the Rauschenberg Harrison show? Mm, I don't know. I forget what it's called. But, you know, it's a lumpy rock with some color on it and some stuff. That's what they all that look like. That could be any Rachel Harrison. Uh, you know, not to disparage Rachel Harrison, but ma'am, that's everything you do. Mm-hmm. Unless it's got chairs in front of it all of a sudden. There's something in this glass and I don't... Will is uh, fingering his Trivial Pursuit Arts and Literature glass right now, which I'm not sure where he got that yeah, from. I don't know where New that York is. It's not, it's <laughs> I don't know why... I don't know why I have those. Why do you own that? I don't know. Is it a rental? You know, much like all the furniture that you can rent nowadays, I can just rent glassware. Yeah, Drizzly has started to do rental glassware. You know what? I wouldn't be mad at that. What good would that be? I mean, if you like, we're like, I'm having a dinner party. I want to. You know what? Oh my god! I want nice glasses. You're right. That's a million dollar idea. I'm really surprised that doesn't already exist. I mean, it exists for like big events. You get like trays of glassware that you're like, I don't know. I just pour the shit in it and then I throw it in dirty and they clean it. Sure it does, but like an app that catered to dinner party sized affairs to give you like oh new dishes God, and Will, shit. Yes. That's a great idea. This is this is patented trademark, right trademark, now. Trademark. Yeah, yeah, trademark copyright. If you had a service that was like, yes, we'll give you a full set of uh dishes, silverware and glassware for your curated dinner party, it could be thematic, you know. You could buy all your favorite brands, Crate and Barrel, you know, CB2, whatever the fuck. Oh, sure, and and for all the de- degenerate liberals, you could be like, oh, you're having a Slytherin party for your 27th birthday, so all the glassware is like green and black. That's not on brand for what I'm pitching. I know, but so. I'm trying to make money here, so you know what I mean. There is okay, so there's a Pottery Barn teen mirror that is a Slytherin mirror. It's gold snakes around the mirror because mm-hmm. i almost bought a pottery barn teen chair and i was like how small is this chair you know ulrika could be our creative director because she's so good at throwing dinner parties and buying cheap 99 cent napkins from the nearest <laughs> the nearest party, <laughs> nearest party store city. that match any occasion we could upcharge people like 30 bucks do you need to chair? throw in a 30 dollar uh what's it called pack like a uh, theme pack yeah that's what i'm saying even though it costs a dollar. Yeah. You just match whatever theme they need. If they wanted to do something classy that you would be into, you could also do that, you know? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll upcharge you to borrow some linens. You could have a Southwest-themed one, and we'd deliver you some Fiesta wear, you know? Young people don't... Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about Fiesta wear. I, I do have... I can go on a small screen about this. Young people don't know what Fiesta wear is. That's not true. But Really? Yeah. I think young people actually prize it. What? Yeah. But go ahead. No. Let's pretend they no don't. No fucking way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who do you know that loves fiesta wear that's young? I hang out with some 25-year-olds these days. That like I, fiesta wear? And I went to one of their houses and I was like eating off fiesta wear. And I was like, wow. You their have, parents bought them. I was like, you have fiesta wear? And they were like, yeah, we found it at the thrift store. They're like into it. Oh. Thrift store fiesta wears. But it was real. I mean, I was at a uh, anyway. I, I was, was at a uh, antique store today that had Victor Schreckengost's uh, plates. I and thought cups. you were going to say his ashes in an urn. That's morbid for ninety nine cents. No, it was <laughs> seventy five dollars for these like salad plates that were like nineteen fifty salad plates, so you could put like a spring roll on it. 
And I was like, Jesus, fuck. Again, in New York, no, definitely nowhere else. Um, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, we're eating off dead man's plates now? And you have a hard time selling them because they're not special other than a, their provenance of who owned them? Like, is this an antique? Not really. No. What the fuck is wrong? That's a that's a that's a long diatribe for a long t- different time <laughs> about what the fuck people think antiques are because I could lose my shit. Well, what do you think an, an antique is? I I think you might have a warped. You're getting I'm older, little, you know, yeah. so you might have a warped sense of what an antique actually is. Well, things from the 80s and 90s are antique now. Yes, which I appreciate. Yeah. Like, there are certain things from that. Are, like, I love a Milo Bauman. Like, a late Milo Bauman is really wild and wacky from the 70s and 80s. Like, again, like, if you can find actual antique Memphis shit, it's a surprise. It's sure. rare, and everyone knows what that is. Right. Uh, hard to find anywhere in public. You have to auction for I, it. I don't get the sense that that much Memphis shit was actually bought or sold in the first place. That's why it's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyone who has it is a collector of it. So of course. they got to die and they're younger. Um, but like even weird things from the 90s that pop up, you're like, mm, that's fuck. like the tulip or lemon lamps or whatever. You're like, what? Um, but like when people are like, oh, I don't know, this is like kind of French. I'm like, but is it rare? And they're like, no, but it's expensive. I'm like, no, what? The, that's not an antique that like. There's no drive to, for people to want it. It's just old. That doesn't make it valuable. Oh, okay, right. If there's no scarcity, but it's simply old, it's, then yeah. it doesn't count. I'm like, who cares? Like, you know, like, this is a mass-produced object. Like, it shouldn't cost $125 for a set of three Japanese-made, like, Do you porcelains. remember the commemorative plate craze of the 1990s? Disney made commemorative yeah. plates. Yeah. Like, every everything made commemorative plates you could get like the president says commemorative plates yes. or whatever the last time i was in vegas my sister every royal wedding has had commemorative there plates there you go yes yeah my sister was serving food on additioned disney commemorative plates and i made this exact error that you're talking about i was like why are we eating off these these are one of 200 like jasmine Aladdin plates from 1994 these are old at this point like there was only a limited amount made and she was like I looked them up they're not worth anything because there was enough of them there's too and many of just them. because yeah. they're old it doesn't matter so I'm using them as plates like so sue me yeah you know there's a I understand factor, but it's not like yeah and I think like a, I, I think like a lot of people who buy like you know, typical, like, you know, what you think of as antiques at an antiquing thing, whether that's, like, in the Midwest the or the Northeast, like, going to Brimfield and buying, like, old shit from the 1800s or early right. 1900s. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's just old. We're going to charge you an arm and a leg. And I'm like, is it rare, though? And they're like, no, we got 20 of them. I'm like, but you're only showing two. Yeah, to make it look rare. You know, but it kind of depends what it is. I mean, we're talking about, like, utilitarian things like furniture and um, dinnerware and stuff right now but other collectibles don't work that way like toys there can be millions and millions of them but they still have value because they're affiliated with a certain which is insane like you know the princess diana like bear yeah exactly beanie babies star wars collectibles whatever it is yeah, I I, I was I was watching a storage war yesterday, and they were like, "Yeah, this is a second issue, Diana, not the first one, because the stitching on the the rose was a little greener in the first yeah, run." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Who the fuck cares? That's I, not something to like. That's not something in culture to care about." I know, but it, but people do care. The real collector's item is you know a hubcap off of the car. Is that dark? Ooh. <laughs> no, that's a that that is a great <laughs> cursed object. I've never thought about. Oh, that there, before. I, oh, fuck. I there was another cursed object that I was like, you should probably buy this, but I can't remember. I want to visit the tunnel that she died in and like chip a little concrete off the side of it, <laughs> like people taking parts of the Berlin Wall. That's dark. That's <laughs> you know, dark. when I was um when I was a younger man, I visited the Dachau concentration camp. Can't take anything from there. Well. 
I took a bunch of dirt from no. from the place where they burned people no. because I was an edge lord. No. And I snuck it out of the country in a Ziploc bag in my backpack and I brought it back and I got you away with it. You used it in this. a painting, didn't you? I did use it in a painting um, that I don't think still survives, which is probably good, but I was really into Anselm Kiefer and I thought it was a good idea at the time. Surprised you're not hot. Well, this explains some aspects of your life of unluckiness. Oh, you really think so? You have several thousand. I Jews. ruined my natural unluckiness because six million dead people are after me right now. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> a couple of them are like that motherfucker right there. I don't know. The nose, they'd be a little confused. They'd be like, "Is he one of us?" I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't take things. It's like it's like going to Hawaii. You can't take anything. Yeah, I know. You can't take things from the from the Big Island from the mountain. No, she she gonna be pissed. The amount of haunted people that the stories are recurrent enough that I actually believe them. The Hawaii thing. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. The unluckiness that follows people is like buck wild. It seems like it's just a Brady Bunch thing, but I think it's actually just real. Like the amount of uh, ill will that befalls people who like take a rock from Big Island is like. Yeah, I mean, I guess I sort of believe it. I watched the Werner Herzog documentary about volcanoes on Netflix. Y'all's of volcanoes? Yeah. And uh, it seems pretty serious. The rage of the earth. She boils at a uh, temperate simmer until you make her angry. And you do not want to make her angry. That wasn't that good. Okay, episode over. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.